3: Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye Ear Nose and Throat Associates, the official eye ear, nose, and throat care provider. Of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC with some serious silver linings. We're going to talk about the news that broke at the very end of last night's win over the Detroit Pistons. 117 to 106 was the final, and that is that LaMelo Ball suffered a fracture in his right ankle during the second half of. Of that victory. We'll take you through the injury, some of the reaction from his teammates, his coaches, what it means for the squad moving forward. But we do want to focus first on the five-game win streak that is now in the bag for the Hornets with this 117-106 to win over the Detroit Pistons. Helping me on all these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo. And Rob will just put the Lamello stuff to the side for the moment. Let's focus on the game right here to lead things off. A 117-106 to win. I know it's difficult to, to take that really rotten news and put it aside, but focusing on the game, your thoughts on Charlotte doing something that roughly a third of the league has not to this point. That's pick up a five game win streak and do so in somewhat resilient fashion, keeping the Pistons at bay, even though they made a serious run in the second half.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think this might be the most conflicting bittersweet podcast we've ever done, I think. I mean, just the the news, obviously, is a little much to bear, but when you go back to that first half, that was almost uh, basically a perfect first half, a perfect first quarter, really, from Charlotte. They were up 20. They were up 41-21 to after 12 minutes of play. They were shooting 74% from the field, they hit all seven of their three-point attempts. They were six to six from the free throw line. Everything was looking well and dandy. Lamelo Ball had twelve points early on, and then we go to the second half, and just as a whole, just not very good in general. Of course, the Lamelo injury that happened in the third quarter, early in the third quarter, about nine twenty-six left to go in a third frame. That was when Lamelo went to the locker room, and then it all kind of went downhill from there a little bit as the Pistons just went on this massive run, especially in the fourth quarter. But at the end of the day, it ends up only being a 60-52 to 52 disadvantage in the second half for the Hornets. So, again, Detroit woke up, but they were able to give themselves that much of a cushion. The Hornets did, of course, in the first half. They led it by... Twenty, Like I said, after the first quarter, 19 at halftime. So again, I know this was a very, very shorthanded Pistons team. It's not a very good Pistons team, obviously, as well. But at the end of the day, they don't ask you who you beat. They just ask you if you won or not. And they ended up winning. Of course, the Hornets did five straight. So again, a lot of growth from this team. I think that's the biggest thing to take away from this stretch over the last five games, especially because Keep in mind, too, and I kind of forgot about this, the Hornets lost seven in a row before this winning streak started, and I think that kind of got swept under the rug a little bit. And, of course, a lot of it has to do with Lamelo Ball and his play, and, of course, we'll get to that later on here in the podcast. But even without Lamelo, I mean, there's other pieces to this. There's Mark Williams, Kelly Oubre returning from injury, providing a spark off the bench as well. There's layers to this other than just Lamelo. Of course, he is the guy that drives the offense. He is the core of your team, but there's other guys in there that are able to Step up in his absence, and we've seen it several times already this season from the other injuries that Lamelo had to deal with.
3: Yeah, there's there have been a lot. Hornets win one seventeen to one oh six, as you mentioned. They built the advantage in the first quarter, just came out like gangbusters, outscored Detroit forty one to twenty one offensively, defensively. It was one of the best quarters they've played all season long. Detroit actually won the next three quarters, slim margins, uh, basically one or two possession quarter each and every one of them had built up enough of an advantage to maintain the lead, and withstand the run of the Pistons. Very interesting line that the Pistons put out there, by the way. Uh, Stewart, Durin, Ivy, Bogdanovich, all sitting. None of them have had prolonged injuries. Kate Cunningham certainly has. Uh, But Detroit uh, took a lot of normally reliable scorers, or at least normally extremely talented players, and took them off the floor for this one. It was interesting. Hornets did their jobs, got the win. 117-106 to was the final score. That makes five straight victories, and something we talked about on the podcast yesterday leading up to the game, that's not an easy thing to do. It's not uncommon by any stretch. It's not a a proof positive this is a championship team because you won five in a row. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, generally speaking, if you can win five in a row, you're probably, talent-wise, worthy of consideration for playoff bids, things like that, and the fact that the Hornets put one together in a season where they've been so beriddled with injuries, I think speaks to the level of talent this team really does and did have uh, over the course of the season. Lots of top performers to talk about. One we talked to after the game was Mark Williams had a double-double once again. Finishing the contest with 15 points and 11 rebounds. First time in his career he has had back-to-back double-doubles. Here's what he had to say to me after the win on the Hornets Radio Network about what's led to this team's winning streak. I mean, like I said, I think it's just coming down to playing together. You know, really moving the ball well. And then, you know, defensively, we're really locked in. Um, I think for us, those are really like the main things for us. And, you know, to keep winning and keep moving forward, we're going to have to, you know, continue to do those things night after night. And defensively is where Mark has really made a difference. I saw a stat in the Hornets media guide basically saying that, you know, when Mark's on the floor, they are five or six points better in their defensive rating than when he's not out there. His shot-blocking ability, his instincts, they are really next level. And he's only going to get better the more pick-and-rolls he defends. Ends. Unfortunately, it seems like the pick and rolls he will be as part of uh, are not going to include LaMelo Ball for at least a little while. We'll have more on the injury next segment. Right now, though, we want to pick stars of the game. Rob Longo, who do you like after this Hornets victory over the Pistons?
4: Again, even though despite all of the news we've got, there are a lot to pick from here. A couple on the starting side of things, a couple on the bench. I'm going to go to the bench and take a look at Kelly Oubre.
3: Terry Rozier in the lane, flips it up, not in the rebound, saved By the Pistons, Mark Williams. He gets it underneath to Oubre, who lays it in for two plus the foul. What a dime from the pig man, Mark Williams, hit a cutting Kelly Oubre, who had a nice finish through
4: contact. So maybe that's a little bit more of a Mark Williams highlight, but Kelly definitely had the finish to play at least. But Kelly in the game last night, 18 points off the bench. He was 6 12 from the field. Three for six from beyond the arc. He hit all three of his free throws. Also had five rebounds and two steals in there. He did play with five fouls there down the stretch. And a couple of the fouls were probably not the best to take or the most wise or anything like that. But still, he was able to play some pretty solid defense out there in the final quarter. He picked up his fifth foul midway through the fourth quarter when it was a 10-point lead for the Hornets. So keep in mind, it's only his third game back from that hand injury. So you never know how long those kind of things are going to take. He missed 29 games before that. So it's really hard to kind of gauge those sort of things. And the fact that he was out there 50% from the field, 50% beyond the arc, providing almost those 20 points per game that he was averaging before the injury, again, 18 last night. So pretty close to it. He's my top performer. Cause again, he just brings so much to that bench and you can't really overstate that, especially when it's a situation where the Pistons were again, very, very shorthanded that they were down to eight available players at the end of the game last night. So at some point, you got to be able to have so many bodies you can throw out there to just keep everybody fresh, and Kelly Oubre is able to provide that off the bench.
3: I like the pick. I had him selected pregame as my player to watch for the Hornets going into it on the on the network broadcast there, and he's just been playing well. He's been looking better and better. Shot percentage is right where you want it to be, and, and again, we'll talk more about the middle ball injury later, but I think one of the most unfortunate things about it is that it, it really changes – Everyone's role, and you want to get a good sample size of seeing the core roster playing together so you can get an idea. Okay, does it work when you have LaMelo, Gordon, Mark Williams, Terry Rozier, and then you can look to the bench and have a Kelly Oubre Jr. You know what kind of consistent scoring threat he has been his entire career. What does it look like when he is that scorer off the bench? And and he did that last night. Who knows what his role is going to be moving forward? Does he get pressed into the starting lineup? Do his minutes get altered? We we just don't know right now. It's too early to say. But at least on the last day for the moment— in which LaMelo Ball was able to play. We saw Kelly Oubre as close to full strength as he's been since he's made his return and playing like it with 18 points and five rebounds. Do want to give a tip of the cap. We already talked about Mark Williams, back-to-back double-doubles, really strong performance, 15 points, 11 boards. Getting some good bigs. James Wiseman was on the other side. Marvin Bagley the third was on the other side. Both those guys went for 20 and 10, essentially. So, you know, both of them had good games, but neither of them was a positive in the plus-minus because Mark Williams dominated his minutes and the rest of the team did as well, but uh, another tip of the cap I wanted to give on this one was to Gordon Hayward. Didn't quite get to the 20-point threshold. He missed it by one, but it's still three straight games for him since the All-Star break with at least 19. He also has improved his record While with the Hornets over the last three years, when he plays, Charlotte is 65 and 65, 500 basketball team. When he doesn't, they're a lot farther below that. They're about 25 games below. So the Gordon impact certainly uh, still self-evident. We'll see what the LaMelo impact is moving forward. But that's for next segment right now. My star of the game, it's LaMelo ball. Hornets in transition. Rozier to LaMelo. He'll fire again. Four in a row.
2: Wow. All you can say is wow.
3: Look, I don't know if we're going to get to have LaMelo Ball be the star of the night anymore this season. We just don't know. The update we have is that he's not going to play on Wednesday. He's not going to play tomorrow. But we don't know beyond that. So I'm going to take advantage where I can. Yeah, his streak of six consecutive double-doubles was snapped, but somewhat unfairly. He only got to play in 21 minutes. We don't know. He might have gotten four more rebounds or five more assists. He ends up with 18 points, six boards, five assists. He's the best on the team in the plus-minus, plus four. 14. A couple other guys were close, but no one had as high of a plus-minus impact as LaMelo Ball did. He ends up going six of seven beyond the arc. He was most definitely on a pace to tie, if not break, his individual game three-point mark. Now within 43s of moving into the top six in franchise history for career-made threes. Uh, He's got 456 in his career. He's just he's a spectacular player. And not knowing if there's going to be another chance the rest of this season to pick him as my star of the game, I'm not letting this one pass me by. So LaMelo Ball, my pick for star of the contest. It's a win for the Hornets, 117-106 to over the Detroit Pistons. First time this year Charlotte's bested their Eastern Conference rivals, the Pistons, moves the season series to 1-2. and two. They'll meet one more time next week, a week from tomorrow, I believe, in Detroit. Uh, so we'll have that one covered for you, of course, here on the podcast and on the Hornets radio network. And Charlotte will try for the season split between those two squads. Coming up next, we'll go in-depth on the details of the Lamelo ball injury, give you what we know, and some player reaction to the news. That's next here on the Hornet Timecast.
0: At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
5: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
3: Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. The Hornets' podcast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. LaMelo Ball. Injured in the third quarter, he left the game, looked like an ankle injury or some kind of lower leg injury. He fell, he got up under his own power, he walked to the locker room under his own power. We kept our fingers crossed, thought maybe he'll emerge again, come out and play, we'll find out. But as the game was closing down, the word started to leak out and became official. During our post-game show, actually, on the Hornets radio network, the release from the Charlotte Hornets guard, LaMelo Ball suffered a fracture in his right ankle in the Now, last night's home game versus Detroit, Ball left the game in the third quarter and an x-ray taken at the arena revealed the fracture. Ball will be listed as out for the Hornets next game versus Phoenix on March 1st, and updates regarding his status will be provided as appropriate. That is the news. We'll give our reactions momentarily. First, I want to let you hear from one of his teammates, Gordon Hayward, speaking about the injuries both to the team at large, but specifically this one to LaMelo Ball
2: sucks uh injuries are the worst part about the game you know I know I know that all too well so um you know I already reached out to him but it's it's uh it sucks and so feel for him feel like we were starting to figure some stuff out a little bit and uh you know then another injury so it's it's uh, certainly disappointing and uh You know, tough tough for him, tough for our team.
3: Rob, Gordon Hayward has had more than his fair share of experience with injuries, obviously some here with Charlotte, an even more significant one with Boston. They're just really bad luck at the end of the day. No one goes out there intending to get injured, but they're a part of sports, and particularly a part of pro sports, an unfortunate one, and sadly, LaMelo Ball, at least for the near-term future, is going to be sidelined with this fracture in his right ankle. Your thoughts, your reaction to either the injury itself or What Gordon had to say after the game.
4: I don't think anybody can say it any better than Gordon in the first sentence. It sucks. I mean, just that's the fact of him. I mean, we've dealt with LaMelo ball injuries for what seems to be the entire season this year. And of course, the wrist injury his rookie year and missing some time the previous season as well. So, I mean, it's just it's very frustrating And the thing about it, too, is, I mean, we all know LaMelo is this happy-go-lucky guy. He always has a smile on his face. And the fact that he just has to continue to deal with this kind of stuff, I mean, it can be debilitating. And and LaMelo's the kind of guy that's not going to beat him down with these injuries, but that's not the case with every other player. There's players out there that they get hurt and they just kind of fall into this this hole a little bit where are they ever going to be fully healthy again and that sort of thing. And I think Gordon Hayward is a great example to show to LaMelo, you can get out of this You can stay focused, and that is why veterans are so important to a young team like this because Gordon Hayward has been through this multiple times, unfortunately, but he's been through this, and now that Lamelo is starting to go through this multiple times as well, Gordon can give that information to Lamelo and say, this is what worked for me when I was rehabbing. This is what I looked forward to. Again, we don't know how long Lamelo is going to be out for. He's obviously not going to play Wednesday. We don't know what the prognosis is moving forward, but... When you take it into a vacuum and you just take what Gordon said there, just try to take it day by day and just get better day by day and everything will take care of itself. So obviously it sucks and there's not much you can do about it, but like Steve Clifford said after the game, they're still going to play the rest of their games. They're still going to be playing Wednesday. They're still going to be keeping scores. So as much as you don't want to dwell on it, obviously it's a big factor because he is your team. More or less, he is your former all-star, but you got to move forward. And if we've learned anything from this entire season and all of the injuries, this team has found a way to move forward and win some games.
3: They have. This is a difficult blow because they were playing so well. Five-game win streak and even beyond that, stretching back further, they had been playing some very, very good basketball against good teams. Road games, home games, back-to-backs hadn't mattered. Hornets had really seemed to turn a corner, and it deprives the squad I think in the near term. The the biggest disappointment, aside from not getting to watch LaMelo Ball, which is clear and obvious, is you you lose the opportunity to gain some more data just on what this team is capable of and we've said it for Several weeks now, to a certain extent, the cake is baked. Charlotte was buried in the standings. I think there were six, seven games going into last night out of the 13th spot, let alone 10th. I think there they were 10 games out of a postseason position of any kind. So that was going to be difficult to do in the last 20 games. So what you really wanted to do, at least, is find out, OK, you got LaMelo, Terry, Gordon, all healthy at the same time. Kelly Oubre was back. Mark Williams is now your starting center. What are you capable of? More home games than road gives you opportunities for a little bit more stability. Could you win 12, 13 of those last 20 games and give yourself some momentum and some positive thoughts going into next season, regardless of whether or not you made up the gap now? At least temporarily, some of that is lost. And if and when LaMelo is able to come back this season – you don't know how long it takes to rebuild the continuity and the chemistry that they had built up over the last couple of weeks. So it is frustrating. There's no getting around it. We'll see how Charlotte chooses to fill that gaping hole now in the lineup. Lamelo Ball out. He had just been playing spectacular basketball. The seven games leading in to now this injury that's going to sideline him for the next one. He's basically been averaging 25 points per game, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of eight rebounds per game, double-digit assists per game. He'd been playing some spectacular ball. In his last seven games, LaMelo ball, basically 25 points, eight rebounds, double-digit assists per game, and five straight wins. So we'll see if that's enough of a sample size, a data point for the, the front office to make those decisions moving forward. But at least LaMelo and the Hornets for this run here end on a positive note in the win column over Detroit, and we'll see how they regroup and rebound and move forward here in the coming days one thing uh, that was touched on afterwards by head coach steve clifford rob mentioned it as well they're not going to slow down and wait for you got to keep going forward here as a team and we'll talk about how the team tries to do that in our next segment here on the hornets hivecast
5: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door Cinema Club.
2: Yeah, no, it's just tough. I mean, like I said, and especially, you know, like we're playing better. He's playing really well. I think somebody told me today, and I don't know if you guys can probably check this, but I think by winning tonight, you know, we're 9-9 in our last 18. And I think that kind of coincided when those guys came back, you know, so... We have been playing better with a pretty difficult schedule, actually. And so, I'm, you know, and I'm still – got to be excited about we've won five in a row. We're playing every other day. This is going to go by quick. We, you know, we're growing. You know, we're starting to understand. Even tonight, we didn't play well, but we won. Uh, and a lot of teams could have lost that game in the fourth quarter, and we might have – 30 games ago, we might have too. So that's what we have to spend our time on. This, it's unfortunate – it's also an opportunity for Bryce or for V or, you know, somebody here, however we figure it out. So, you know, the main thing is we have to find a way that we can play well and win here in these next three, four
3: weeks. Head coach Steve Clifford after last night's win over the Detroit Pistons. Final score was 117 to 106. Hornets improved to 20 and 43 on the campaign. Five straight in the win column. But, of course, it's coupled with the bad news at the end of the game. LaMelo ball fractured his right ankle he will not play tomorrow against phoenix and updates regarding his status will be provided as appropriate sam farber rob longo here with you coach talking about how they're going to deal with these injuries and he's doing exactly what a coach has to do you find out who's available and you move forward you coach them the best you can and try and get them a win Uh, this is not you know lower levels Of sport where you expect players to just kind of hang their heads and say, Oh, woe is us. We're never going to be able to overcome this. It's quite the opposite, actually, in the NBA. Everyone in the league has been the star of several of their teams leading up to this. They all believe and in many cases, rightfully, that they can fill in and do as good or better a job in their own minds than whoever they're replacing, and that's the kind of mindset you have to have to be a pro athlete. So they're going to go out there and try and do it. One of the players mentioned by coach was Bryce McGowan, who we were planning to talk about on this podcast either way because he got some very good news late in the weekend. Charlotte Hornets president of basketball operations and general manager Mitch Kupchak announcing that the team had signed Bryce McGowan, who was on a two-way contract. Now to a multi-year deal. It's a big deal. I mean, the two-way contracts are great for opportunity, but realistically, there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to stick with that squad or stick in the NBA or even get opportunities. Bryce... In some part due to some injuries, which is unfortunate for the team. He got a lot of opportunities and earned more and more while he was out there. At one point getting a start for the team. He has done exceptionally well in G League Greensboro. And now if Lamello's out for, you know, foreseeable stretch of the remainder of the season, there will be more chances for Bryce, but even more so going forward in the coming years we now know Bryce McGowan is a part of the future of this Hornets team signing this multi-year contract.
4: Yeah, even going back to last season, when you look at who had the two-way deals for the Hornets last season it was Arnoldus Cabolka and Scotty Lewis. And Arnoldus barely played. I think he maybe played in one game for the Hornets. It just worked out that he just didn't crack the lineup or anything like that. Scotty Lewis had some flashes in there here and there, and he unfortunately had a very, very bad injury at Summer League over the offseason. But It's no guarantee that if you get a two-way deal, you're going to be in a position to... Be at the big league club. I mean, obviously, Teo Maladon has done a great job in a two way contract. Bryce McGowan's getting that converted, shows a lot of promise that what he's capable of. You even go outside of the organization, you look at a guy like Max Struess, who was on a two way deal not that long ago, and all of a sudden he lights it up, and the Miami Heat decide to give him a full time contract. So, there's, Alex Caruso is another example. Alex Caruso is another good one. So there's examples all across the league of these guys that are given an opportunity and they're able to make the most of it. Bryce McGowan's so far is going to be hopefully the guy that is next in line in that regard where he's able to take advantage of this opportunity that he has in front of him. But, I mean, even if you go to last night, the plan was probably not to see him a whole lot out there on the floor. Maybe if the Hornets kept up with that 20-point advantage for the majority of the game, then we were going to see maybe some more Bryce. But because of the Lamelo injury, Bryce plays five minutes, and again, he doesn't look out of place. He doesn't score. He has only one rebound. Doesn't do a whole lot out there on the stat sheet, but he does all the little things right. And that's what you look for in some of these younger guys, especially these one and duns that go to college for a year and then they come back, they're not fully developed for the most part. And Bryce, I asked him at his press conference yesterday, I said, how much did your time in Greensboro during the course of the season help you get to this point that you're able to earn a full-time contract. And he said it was huge because, again, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. We talked about it the other day on the Swarm Report, but these guys run the same system. They do the same things in Greensboro that they're going to do in Charlotte, and it pays off, and Bryce is able to take advantage of that. Mark Williams is another great example. I know he was on a full-time deal, but he goes to Greensboro earlier in the season, and he's able to work hard, and now all of a sudden he's a starter, and he's putting up these great numbers and putting up double-doubles in consecutive games. So is Bryce going to do that right away? Probably not, but... This is an opportunity now with LaMelo Ball at least being out for Wednesday that he's able to potentially get some minutes and earn his keep out there on the floor as well.
3: You referenced him speaking to the media in a press conference yesterday. It took place before the game, so clearly he had no idea about what was going to happen during it with LaMelo Ball. So that's something just to have you file away tuning in here on the Hornets Hivecast. But we'll let you hear. Here's Bryce on what it means getting the multi-year contract.
5: Uh, Excited for sure that my hard work, you know, has paid off just trying to Continue to build on top of this um, every day, just trying to get better uh, day by day and just continue to learn, grow and do whatever I have to do, you know, for this team.
3: As we wrap up here talking about Bryce getting the deal for for me, I used to cover the G League. So a lot of the times when you saw guys that made the jump, the Alex Caruso's, the you know, those types of players, they were guys who. We're going to play a specific role if and when they made the NBA and they demonstrated an ability to do that at an elite level in the G League. So Caruso, really good defender, able to run a team as a point guard, wasn't necessarily going out there scoring 30 points per game. That wasn't his job there. And we knew it wasn't going to be his job when he got to the NBA. He was going to play with LeBron. So he excelled in the G League, got an opportunity to show what he could do took the opportunity in the NBA, and he's excelled from there and built himself up to a really reliable rotation piece for a couple of pretty good NBA teams. Now, when you look at Bryce McGowan's, he's a little bit a guy of two different directions. On the one hand, he has already demonstrated that he can fit in as a role player in the NBA. That's something that he proved through playing for the Hornets. And so that's a big part of the reason why he's getting this deal. There's another part of it, too, though. He's a one-and-done guy out of Nebraska, 19 when he was drafted. He's only 20 years old right now. Had a great freshman year in the Big Ten. He was an All-Big Ten selection, Big Ten All-Freshman team. Really young guy who scored a ton in the G League, 22 points per game, four rebounds, four assists, in just a 10-game sample size. But those are big numbers there's a chance as he continues to grow and mature that maybe he turns into an even bigger scorer, even more prominent player. So that's what I mean by he has two different tracks to go on. One, he clearly fits in well as a part of the rotation and someone who can supplement the scoring and the abilities of guys like Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball when he's playing with them. But there's also the other track where he's a very young, talented athlete who is still at the precipice of uh, really the, the prime of his career, so he's got a chance to grow and get better really quickly, and uh, hopefully he'll continue to do that here for the Hornets. He's going to have more time to do it. Bryce McGowan signing over the weekend, a multi-year deal uh, with the Charlotte Hornets. So we end this podcast on a happier note. Obviously, it started on somewhat of a happy one with the Hornets picking up their fifth straight win, but the Biggest news of all, Charlotte Hornets guard LaMelo Ball suffering a fracture in his right ankle against Detroit, and he will be out for tomorrow's game against the Phoenix Suns. Speaking of which, we will have our game preview podcast for that one for you tomorrow, and we will get whatever news we can on LaMelo Ball between now and then, and relay it to you here on the Hornets Hivecast. Also, keep tuned in on Hornets social media for all the latest there as well. Rob Longo, thanks as always for joining me here on the Hornets Hivecast. Pleasure as always. Thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. Everyone here, I'm Sam Farber, saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you tomorrow, right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets.
0: For more coverage, visit hornets.com.